Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Great to see so many here nice and early this morning. Please, every week, pencil in, come at 9.30, get to say hello to people a little earlier than normal. We'll give you a free coffee if we can. And um, we want to just welcome people as much as we can every single Sunday. Come early, come hungry, come ready. Bring, bring your friends, bring visitors and... Uh, we're going to welcome as many people as we can, nice and early, ready to worship. Wasn't it good this morning to come and worship together, even with slightly different surroundings? Um, we're so glad you came and are hungry and ready to go. Karen said a couple of weeks. I'm thinking it could be a couple of months, to be honest, but I'll just sort of lay that out there. But uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, we will. But honestly, as Karen said, what a great bunch of men and women who came in and helped out. I mean, some, some of you old dudes know how to work. Seriously. I was almost going to take a video of some of you sweating, shredding the carpet, um, just, to, just to keep on record of old school work ethic. It was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And um, anyway, we are going to roll the video, guys. Let's roll that and have it nice and strong. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling Awesome. Well, most of you will know that is from Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. And uh, that scripture was read to us. Uh, I'm actually going to read it again in a minute as fast as I can because it wasn't the whole passage there. But this is what I want to speak about this morning is God's view versus ours. God's view versus ours. God sees your life, my life, the landscape ahead of us very, very differently 
than we do. I'm going to read from Ezekiel 1, and some of this was just read there. The Lord took hold of me. This was Ezekiel speaking. And I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you I'll put, and you will come to life. Then you'll know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then I watched as muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover the bodies. But they still had no breath in them. He said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say... This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They're saying we have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, O my people. I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back from the land of Israel. When this happens, O my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. Many of us this morning would probably be facing situations that you might describe Maybe in a small way, maybe in a big way, as a valley of dry bones. I think it's interesting, this picture here is such a powerful picture of what God wants to do for every single one of us. And you know what? He puts us right in the middle of the valley. I think it's interesting, he didn't have Ezekiel stand up on the clifftop, sort of looking down, but he put him right in the middle. Right in the middle of the bones. He could probably he was probably walking among them. He could feel them and taste them and smell them and everything was real to him. And when you're going through a tough situation, you can smell it. You can taste it. It's very real. And all you can hear and all you can see, your whole life is consumed by the bones. But what God sees is what's about to happen. What God sees is what is to come. He sees on the other side of the valley. He sees everything that he is going to do. And this is the battle between flesh and spirit, isn't it? We're continually drawn back into the flesh of doubt and fear. And we see the problems. We see the bills. We see the lack. We might feel bad in and of ourselves. We might have depression and we just don't feel like we can't believe. We can't see. And, and therefore, that's the time when I believe we need to get in the shoes of Ezekiel and say, God, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. Because I don't even have enough faith to believe. I, don't, I can't even see how you're going to make the flesh come back on these bones. I've made such a mess of this thing. Or maybe the situation is so bad, you're going to have to breathe by the wind of your spirit onto this situation. And we're believing for something in 2023 like we've never seen before. 
But, you know, even saying that, even believing that, straight away my flesh comes up with the thought, oh, you've kind of said the same thing every year. You kind of go through these seasons where, you know, you're believing again and you're decreeing things. And that's exactly the voice of Satan. And that's what he does, doesn't he? He comes to us and says, oh, you were disappointed last time. You, God let you down last time. God hasn't provided what you've been prophesying for the last few years over your life. You haven't seen that loved one saved. You haven't seen that breakthrough in that situation. That's the voice of the enemy. And we need to silence the enemy. And sometimes we need, might need to go into a room and say, God, you're going to have to breathe on these bones. You're going to have to breathe on these bones because only God can shake humanity in the way that we need shaking. And so that's a prayer for us in 2023. And like we've said, we've got a whole lot of ideas of, of things that we just want to see this region shaken with the gospel and the love of Jesus. But do you know what? He's probably going to shake our dry bones. He's going to shake our dry bones. We, we, we've got some ideas. We want to put a, a cart out on the front there and we want some people who will help us just feed our community with some great soups and just connecting in with our community, letterbox drops, Facebook bombs, whatever we can do, we are going to do in 2023 to let this region know that Jesus is alive and do you know what? That he's not depressed. He's not depressed. He's a happy God. And he has the answers to their problems. And he has the solutions to their sicknesses. And he has all sorts of breakthrough opportunities for this region that people are crying out for. I don't know about you, but if you look around, you very quickly see a whole lot of hurting people. And if, even if they're not hurting, they might be wealthy, but they're still lonely. And they're still depressed. And they're still trying to fill their lives with all sorts of junk. But nothing can fill it. I want to um, share a little bit from this passage of what I believe God sees when we see things, we often see the very carnal things right in front of us. But God is saying to some of us this morning, look up. Look beyond your situation that's just a few meters in front of you and begin to see a few months ahead. Begin to see a few years ahead. And when we begin to see what he sees, we see from his view. And we begin to see the breakthroughs aren't that hard for him. They are for us. They're really hard for us. But they're not hard for him. Those things that we've been praying for, those things that we've been believing for, let me explain to you and encourage you this morning that he wants to do just what he did to Ezekiel and breathe his breath of answers onto our lives. Sometimes we just have to get our gaze off all the problems, get our gaze off the fear and anxiety and stress and problems and stuff and the lack. I mean, it would be easy this week. Uh, it was last Saturday this time. The storm was blowing in. Zeph texted me and said, you might want to get up there and have a little look around because he was, he was zooming in on the cameras remotely and he said, the roof is starting to fall in. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I was out at the shops and their, their lighting system was buzzing because the, the blackout was coming and I actually thought to myself, I don't even want to go. I, I don't even actually want to go and be depressed. Why would you? I knew exactly what was going on. Um, and so I took my time getting here and when I got here, the waterfall was cascading down the front steps. I'm not kidding. It was cascade. And I'm like, okay, this is bad. This is as bad as we've had. Uh, and then, of course, you know, it was pretty bad. 
And so, but I just looked in here and I'm like, oh, well, you know, what the heck? I mean, there's nothing you can do. Um, so you just go with it, don't you? And there's no point stressing because it's getting wet whether I stressed or not. So then Zeph came, Jonah came, and we just sort of trudged around in the wet for a while. Nothing we could do. We looked at each other and then went home. And um, so um, that's exactly what we did. There was, it was that bad. And then we quickly messaged everyone. Sorry if you didn't get a message and you rocked up. But anyway, um, it's, it's just one of those weird situations. But I love when God causes chaos. God caused, he allowed chaos through COVID. I don't think he caused COVID. Uh, I do think a lab did. But aside from that, I'm not kidding. I think a lab did. <laughs> but aside from that, God still allowed just a weird wind to blow across the face of the earth and we were shaking and baking and going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And, and the roots of us got shaken a little bit and we, we found out some of our own weaknesses and insecurities, didn't we? And this stuff happens and life happens and I'm sure some of you this morning, you got some stuff going on, you're in the valley, there's some stuff shaking on around you. Let me encourage you this morning that God allows these situations so that we can get so much stronger, so much braver, so much bigger. The stretching is worth it. I've told this story before. I remember when Karen and I took over our, our first business, um, we were uh, 20, 26. I was 26. Karen was like 23, 24. And uh, we truly, we had no idea what we were doing. Um, I didn't tell anyone else that, but... Um, we, we had about, at the time, it was a few months into owning the company, we had like 30 or 40 employees and I remember one of the guys, and I, I still forgive this guy because he was a pot smoker and I'm sure he'd had some that morning and because he was driving the forklift and he punctured one of our drums of resin and, um, and a, a liquid resin, it's a, if you don't know what it is, it's just liquid toxic chemicals, bad stuff. He punctured it with a forklift prong and um, it's not good when that happens. And of course, it's right at the bottom of the drum. So, you know, all the pressure of the drums there and it's spurting out. And he came sort of trudging in saying, well, I've done this, I've done this. He didn't want to admit it, but he kind of had to admit it because he could see it traipsing down the road. <laughs> now, that's not a good thing when toxic resin is heading toward the drain. So very quickly, and I don't even know how this happened, it felt like a blink of an eye, very quickly, four or five cop cars rock up. There was six or seven uh, uh, CFS appliances, you know, fire, fire trucks rocked up, then the EPA rocked up, then the council guys rocked up, and then some of the, then there were cars driving through resin because they thought it was water. And so, um, you know, I'm just in chaos. I, I think I'd run Karen saying, this is happening, this is happening, I, I just got to go. Anyway, I think I did about 65,000 steps in that day because the next 14 hours were like a blur. I was just running from helping um, about 30 or 40 cars that had driven through resin. We were trying to polish it off very quickly. So I was ringing the chemist manufacturer saying, can we use this particular chemical to get it off their cars? And some worked and some didn't. Uh, and sorry, those people that didn't work too. But anyway, uh, we fixed it all up. We got it all done somehow. So I had a crew out there. Then we had a clean-up crew out with the EPA inspectors. And then we had a crew trying to keep the machines running because inside we had to keep producing. And so we had this chaos going on. And I remember thinking, why did I want to buy this company again? <laughs> it just flashed through my head. Why on earth? Why on earth? You know, what I learned in that is that God will promote you and then he'll test you. 
He'll promote you and then he'll test you. And he'll test you and stretch you beyond what you think you can handle. But he'll do that so your leadership capacity will be expanded. If you are being tested this morning, then bless God for it. Because your leadership capacity and experience is being expanded. Your mind is being expanded. And this is something that Karen and I, we, we always go for. We love people who are going for bigger and better things in spirit, soul, and body because we like being stretched. And a few weeks ago, actually a few months ago, Karen, she was looking through Instagram. She said, hey, check out this dude. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it, let's have a look. And I mean, this dude was wild. He was American, bodybuilder, athlete, wild guy, ice bath and all the good stuff, all the stuff I like. And she said, you're going to love this guy. He's got swag. He's... And uh, anyway, he's a full-on believer in Jesus, full-on um, you know, preacher, athlete, biohacker, you name it, a bit of everything. Anyway, fast forward to now, and we've been talking about, I'm like, okay, I've got to connect with this guy. I've got to connect with this guy. And so we've connected with this guy and having some uh, input from him. And why do I tell you all that? Because chase after bigger people. Chase after bigger people. If you're lonely, if you're stuck in life right now, chase after someone bigger than you, better than you, bolder than you, and get some special source that they have onto yourself. Because who you hang around is who you'll begin to look like and sound like and believe like. That's why church is so powerful. When we come and worship together, we get a little bit of that heavenly special source on each other and faith begins to grow. And we need that every week, every day. We need more and more and more of that. But I want to encourage you. Sometimes it takes very practical steps to get the spiritual breakthrough. Sometimes God will say, okay, I'm going to ask that you would actually walk down and use your legs and get into the valley. And I'm going to ask of you that by faith, without seeing anything, you're going to take those steps. Because Ezekiel, even though this is a picture, this is a vision it's a very powerful picture that sometimes God will ask us to step before we see the skin come to life. Sometimes he will say, begin to step in faith and then see what I will do. And as we begin to take a step in faith, all of a sudden we begin to hear the bones rattling. We begin to see some little stuff happening. It's one of those things that I've always found fascinating. And I'm going to, probably my first question to Jesus when we get to heaven is, why, why on earth did you move at certain times throughout history and then it was dry bones at other times throughout history? And I, I'm not sure what his answer is going to be, but maybe it is, I was asking you to step. I was asking you to step. All the while there was a valley ahead of you, I was asking you to step. I wonder who of us this morning he's putting those words to. I'm asking you to step forward. I'm asking you to step forward in faith. I'm asking you to step forward and believe for that breakthrough. I'm asking you to step forward and begin speak, opening your mouth and sharing the gospel with those people around you. I'm asking you to step and start digging into my word, digging into prayer like maybe you haven't done previously. I'm asking you to step and actually believe for some of those things that you've settled for for years as just being normal, but they're not normal. They're actually not normal. I wonder if God's saying, believe for more. Begin to see things the way I see things and not out of a lens, a human lens, where everything is chaos, everything is fear, everything is lesser than.
I always think it's amazing when we're in a time of worship like that and everyone's worshiping the Lord, it's much easier to believe, isn't it? Ever found that? When you're in a time of worship with two or three are gathered, two or three hundred are gathered, and we're worshiping together, all of a sudden you begin to think differently. What's different? What's different? It's not as good as the music is. It's not the music. It's all of a sudden our eyes are taken off ourselves and they're put on him. And when we're decreeing those words, we're actually engaging in faith. And it's a supernatural transaction that happens. It's the same with communion. It's the same with the act of giving. All of these supernatural acts take us out of our carnal limitations into the spirit realm, into the more of God, into believing again. And I want to encourage you, believe again. This is what this passage is saying. Even though, even around us in our region, things are pretty dry spiritually. We were, we were driving uh, through Adelaide in the last week or two and we were remembering some time in the 90s where churches would have Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, midweek meetings and so many meetings. It was so easy because God's spirit was moving so spontaneously. Um, and it's, it's not like that right now, but I wonder how many of us he's saying, me included, it might be a valley but begin to step in. Begin to worship over the dry bones. Begin to make a sound over the dry bones. At home, at church. Begin, I mean, we're very dry in here now, praise God for the blowers. But, you know, maybe he's saying to us, don't settle too much to what you're used to. Don't get too comfortable. Don't get too used to the routine because before you know it, things can change. And the world is a world now where things can change at the drop of a hat, can't they? One, one minute, one person's a billionaire, then they lost it all and they're in jail. I mean, this stuff just happens in the blink of an eye. And I believe this stuff is going to happen more and more and more. There'll be highs, there'll be lows, there'll be you know, people who will be so big and then there'll be nothing. And these hap things happen so spontaneously, so quickly. Everything goes viral now. What about when God sets his finger on a crowd of people? How viral will that go? Everything's viral now. Everything's viral. What happens when God breaks out in a bunch of people like you and me in a carpetless auditorium with insulation dangling out of the doors and yet you're still willing to come? Praise God. I think it was the coffee. That was Karen's idea. We're going to use all, all you know, resources. I wonder if he's saying step out into the region into the dry bones and see what I'll do. See what skin I'll put on stuff. I mean, uh, wouldn't it be amazing if God chose us? And I'm not saying exclusively. Hopefully he chooses thousands of congregations just like us. But what if we're the ones who were willing to say, all right, in this region, on this block, we bless every church, but we are going to be a people that are going to step forth into the valley, into the dry bones. So I want the band to come up. Fantastic. You guys are great. We say it all the time. We tell other people. We have a great, hungry bunch of people. And that's you, by the way. <laughs> There's not another bunch sitting somewhere else. Just give yourself a big pat on the back if you can. I want to encourage you guys to write down in your journals, write down in your notebooks, on your notes on your phone, to begin praying into 2023. 
For some reason, God's given Karen and I a whole lot of ideas and excitement and vision for 2023, like we haven't had in all of the 14 years of pastoring. And we, we kind of got to the point where we're like, we don't need any more ideas. We are way, especially Karen, I'm like, I'm done. No more ideas. There's too, I'm full. Now we just need to do some of them. But it's exciting when, no, we're, we're, seriously, we're done. we've got enough ideas. The list, is, the list is long. We need you guys. We need resources. We need your energy, your faith, your passion to reach this region. Wouldn't it be amazing if in 2023, God brings in 50 new souls? 50 new souls. That's one a week, basically. One a week. It's not too hard to ask Him for, really, is it? One person saved each week, added to His number. We're going to go for things like that. We're going to put some numbers on things. We're going to put some things on things, and we're going to go for it. But we need an army. (laughs) We need an army. And so what I'm asking of you, and what we're asking of you, is we would love every single one of you to participate in some facet of kingdom family assisting and service from next year onwards, at least once a month. That's all we're asking, once a month. Let me tell you, if you join the Freemasons, they'll ask a whole lot more of you. If you join the Crows membership, they'll ask a whole lot more of you. If you join the RSL, the bowling club, whatever club, they will ask a whole lot more. All we're asking is that you guys would say, I will give some form. It doesn't even have to be much. It might just be shake someone's hand, grab a mop and just do 10 minutes of thing once a month before the service. But we need an army. We actually do. And I mean that. We need an army to reach this region. And so when, not if, Suzanne puts your name down on something, we give you free will to, to say, okay, I can only do once a month rather than once a week or once a fortnight. Some, you might just want to jump in and say, I'm going to go for it. I'm part of this thing. I'm going to serve. I'm going to give. I'm going to go for it. And we pray we're overrun with, with people who will do that because we mean it when we want, to, we want to shake this region. We want to shake this region, but we've got to put arms and legs to the vision. God will do the rest, but we're going to step out into some things. We're going to get a bit radical. We've had all sorts of suggestions of polished concrete to, you know, church outside and demolish the place. I mean, who knows? We're not going to go that far. But we're willing to say, all right, Lord, we're going to step into the valley, but we want as many of you guys with us. And and so many already are. You've proven that this week, this month. And so over the next couple of weeks, we would love it if you would just say yes in some way, shape or form and give us a month or two just to begin planning into 2023. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a lot of time. It does not have to be a lot of time, but we need your heart. We need your hands, your resources. And when people jump on and say, I'm in, something happens. Something happens to a community. And so that's just a little practical thing. The rest is, why don't you stand? And you might have situations in your life that are very dry. You might have chaos. You might have a scenario or scenarios that are pretty chaotic and you just do not know how that's going to be resolved. You don't know how things are going to play out. 
Or maybe there's scenarios that you're believing God for bigger and better and bolder, but you can't quite see how the practicalities of that are going to map out. If that's either of you this morning, I just want everyone to close your eyes. And if that's you, I'm just going to pray and decree. And we're going to believe supernaturally for a transaction, just like the Lord to Ezekiel, it was a supernatural transaction. So if you're believing, I want you to lift both hands to heaven this morning. Let's give Him a minute just to begin that transaction. Holy Spirit, I pray for answers to prayers this morning. I pray for breakthroughs this morning. I speak to depression and heaviness of the mind in the mighty Name of Jesus. Lift off minds now in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, we ask that You would come and take the ashes, take the doubts and the fears and pour in Your life and Your virtue and Your healing and Your hope and Your destiny and the power of God be released upon our lives in fresh new ways. I want You to begin to visualise those people, those unsaved friends, family. I want You to begin to see, see them full of the joy of the Lord. Begin to visualise them in your spirit, saved and healed and delivered and rejoicing in His Name. Begin to visualise in the spirit with the imagination that He has given you, the breakthroughs to those things that you've been asking Him for. Begin to picture what it looks like with joy and hope and rejoicing and healing and life. And as you begin to picture that, now let the Holy Spirit breathe on the dry bones. Breathe on the dry bones, Holy Spirit. Breathe on the dry bones, Holy Spirit. Breathe on the dry bones, Holy Spirit. Begin to receive by faith right now. Right now, receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. Take it by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Yeah, take it by faith. Take it by faith. 